trucking experts, Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Kevin. And this is Mike. And We're here for another week of... Uh... Talking your ear off, hopefully. If the phones will connect, we're going to try that right now. We're going to start right off with a 314 area code. Any guess where that is, Kev? It's, uh, I don't know. it's right there on the screen. Right there. Yeah, he's, he's right there. He can't be anywhere else. Yeah, we had troubles the last two weeks, but we've switched computers. We hope it'll work. We're hoping. This guy's supposed to be in Missouri. Okay. Hello? Are you there, Missouri? Can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. It works. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, great. I've got a question about some uh, irregular wear on a steer tire. I've never heard of irregular wear on a steer tire before. No, me either. It's, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually walking up to the truck. I'm actually sitting at home right now. I'm on the lucky cool. guy just to go home several nights at a time, park the truck at home so I don't have to commute. I'm actually That's walking nice. out to the truck. It's a Michelin. I believe it's a X Miler tire. I'm gonna con- confirm X-Z-E? that with you. It says X Z A. Oh, I'm sorry, X Multi. Oh, X Multi. Does yeah. it say Michelin? It's a Michelin. Okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, it started wearing. Like I said, it's about so left steer, not the tread row that would be the shoulder, but the the tread row right next to it. It started getting some river wear in that one tread row. Mm-hmm. I, my company spun the tire around to try to even it out. Yeah. And now the and now the corresponding second tread row is beginning to show signs of river wear in it also. Okay. The balance, the balance was checked on it. It is balanced. Yeah, that's not a balance problem. Um, if right in the middle of the ribs on a Michelin tire, there's often a small cut called a sipe that goes in line with the rib. Are there sipe cuts in that? Yeah. Take the tip of your finger and rub it across the sipe cut in toward the frame and then back out toward you and see if it feels sharp in one direction or the other. It's going in toward the frame, it definitely has sure. a Okay, when you come out, it's smooth, right? Right. Okay, now I want you to walk around the right front tire and do the same thing. Right front tire is perfectly smooth all the way across. And you've tried that sipe already, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, feathered wear indicates the tire is sliding sideways. Okay? Okay. Yeah, the sipe cut is showing feathered wear. Now, the only way I know of to make siping show up in one or feathering show up in one front tire, not the other, is we have to have two problems. Now, the the smooth out feathered wear you feel in the left front tire tells me that tire is towed out, and the tire is dragging toward the right. Yeah, to be dragging towards the right, then the that's that's why the right one is not wearing. Well, because it's so, going with the drag. The reason the right one's not wearing is the front end of your truck is towed out. Right. And the right front tire is already aimed to the right because it's towed out. Yeah. And the left front tire is getting all the wear. Right. 
Now, there's two other conditions that may confirm this. Does your truck have a bit of a right pull? It does a little bit. Okay, good. It's, it's, Second, it's, nothing real dra- it's nothing real drastic, but if I let go of the steering wheel, count to about two or three, she'll start pulling to the right. Not a, okay. It's not, a, it's not a drip going, you know, that'd be opposite the crown anyhow. Right. Okay, next, does it want to follow cracks in the road and hunt a little bit? No, it, you know, if I hold up, it doesn't really seem to have any drifting or anything with cracks in the road or, or anything like that. Okay, good. Third thing, does it have a little shimmy in the steering wheel between 45 and 55? It does occasionally get a, a shimmy in the wheel. Okay. Those indicate a slight toe-out condition as well. So the the fourth thing I want to know is what air pressure are you running? Any driver, and they keep the steers at 100. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I do, I do check them between services and, and keep them there. They try to keep their hundred on the steers and eighty five yeah. on the drives. And the odds are the sidewall of your tire says it needs hundred and ten. Most likely, I haven't read the fine print on it. Yep, yep, yeah, that's what it'll say. Yeah, and with it slightly under pressured, and the tire sliding sideways, the footprint is buckling a little bit. And causing that river wear to show up. Yeah. The river wear is a, okay. is a Michelin trademark. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the way it wears when it's a little underinflated. <clears throat> so you really have you really have three problems. Number one, your drive axles are slightly out of alignment. That's what's causing the right pull. Number two, your truck's towed out a little bit, which is what's causing the feathered wear in the left front tire. Yeah. And number three, you're slightly underinflated, which is what's causing the river wear. That that really doesn't surprise me on the alignment because I have never I've been with the same company for 20 years and I have never been satisfied with an alignment come out of the shop mm-hmm. that we use to do it. Mm-hmm. They always, when they come out of that shop, have a pull to the right. Yep, yep. Well, if they'd like to talk to us, we'd be glad to help them fix it. But other than that, our hands are pretty well tied. Yeah. Right. So another so another 10 pound of pressure. And let's go see if I can get an alignment where they'll fix the toe and actually get the drives aligned correctly so that I don't have that pull. Those would be the answers I'd look, I'd go for. Okay. That's kind of where I was thinking because I've been listening to you for years. And I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking I had an alignment issue, you know, a thrust angle issue mm-hmm. and possibly under inflation. But I, I mm-hmm. figured if I had actually had the chance to call in for a change, I would call in and, and confirm that. Well, I appreciate you doing it, buddy, and you have yourself a good day. Do you, do you have any shops in the uh, southwest Indiana area? Southwest Indiana. Yeah, Evans, in the, <laughs> any, anything close to Evansville. Nothing that works on public vehicles. I have a couple of private fleets that do it over there. Uh if you get up closer to Indianapolis, yeah, there's a couple of shops up that direction. Right. Or you could just tell Southern Tire Mart to hurry up and buy them. No, not Southern Tire Mart. Southern yeah. Indiana Tire. Those are the ones that are talking to us right now. Yeah. Well, they need to hurry up and do something because we do on occasion, my company does on occasion use them for alignments, but they typically mm-hmm. go with another company. And like I said, for 20 years, every time I've had a truck go in and come out of that shop, it's had a anywhere from a, a slight, gentle pull to the right to let go of mm-hmm. the steering wheel, and it'll take off. 
And yep. they say that it's yep. within, and they say it's within factory specs on the alignment. Oh yeah, we love factory specs. That's a great way to go. <laughs> yeah, factory specs. We love them. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. All right, buddy. Well, you have yourself a good day, huh? Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye bye. Okay, right. so so our phone system is working. Yeah, the mics work. The, uh, the headphones work. Uh, the new laptop is working. working. Okay, so the other thing we wanted to kind of talk about was that we are going to start the new school here in the fall. Yep. It's a three-week-long school, and it's advanced training on alignment, more than just what we do on the phone, more than what we do when we go do a one-day class. If somebody's interested in it, they can contact us. We'll be glad to give them information on it. Yep. We're lining it up with the local community college. They're going to handle the administration and registrations and stuff. And uh, we're kind of excited about it. Uh, we, we, it's an opportunity to expand this training program. Yep. All righty. We have another caller there. We have a bunch of callers. This one is 570. Where do you think he's at? Gonna guess the last one was Missouri. Yes, it was Missouri. This one is Illinois. Wrong, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. Is he home? Uh, sure. It's Sunday night. Why not be home? Click. There, there it goes. goes. Okay. Right. Katie, here's Indiana or uh, Pennsylvania. No, actually, I'm in Kentucky. He's in Kentucky. So he can't hear us. <laughs> he can't hear us in Kentucky. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you this evening, Mike? We're doing great with, since we got this thing working. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I have I've recently come across an interesting situation with my tires. Now, okay. you looked at my tires at CMC, and okay. you told me with the exception – actually, Chad told me with the exception of the spring bushings on the uh, drive axles, my alignment mm-hmm. is dead on. Good. And I and I don't need to do anything with regard to the alignment. Okay. However, this afternoon as I was doing my pre-trip, I noticed a rather odd condition, at least odd to me. I'm sure you've seen it. Tires are wearing beautifully. I've got Yokohama 617s all the way around. I've got 135,000 miles on them. Mm-hmm. The driver's side steer tire in one spot on the inner mm-hmm. shoulder, I've got mm-hmm. a cup. Just okay. one spot. Okay. What are you doing What should I be looking for? Uh, counteract. Okay, that's fine. Then I'm not worried about balance. The second thing that I would do with one cup, particularly on the inside shoulder on a steer tire. Now, this is a steer, right? Yes, it is. It is a steer. Okay. The inside shoulder on the steer tire is the unsupported part of the rim. If you hit something hard enough to bend the rim and you have a slight dip in the rim, it'll cup in the same spot. So I would jack okay. up to the, right, to the left front tire, spin it as fast as I can, look over the top of the tire, and observe the in, inner portion of the rim to see if it's dipping in right at that spot. Okay, that's easy enough. Yep, that's what I'd start with. First thing, the, the first thing is balance. The second thing is bearings. The third thing is, is a bent rim. And while you've got it in the air, if the rim isn't bent, then you grab it and shake it and see if the bearing's getting loose. 
Well, considering I just torqued them during the week while I was home, I know that the bearings aren't loose. As a matter of fact, they were actually a little too tight. Ah, it's hard to get too tight. I like too tight. <laughs> the difference between too loose and too tight is is an eighth of a turn of the nut. Okay? And that eighth of a turn too tight, the bearing will fry in about 200 miles. So if it didn't fry in 200 miles, they weren't too tight. Okay. Then I guess they were just right. They were pretty good. And and that means yep. that's not causing the cupping. So again, I'm right back on that rim. Yeah. And with an aluminum rim, how yep. how how common is it for them to bend? Well, it's not real common, but it can happen. I mean, you can get in a uh, driving down the road, and all of a sudden you caught the edge of a of a pothole and hit it, and it wound up bending. So, how many miles are on these rims? Uh, 901,000 miles. Something could have happened. Yeah, I mean, they don't owe you anything. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. No. yeah. But so, and, and with an aluminum rim, you can't straighten it. No, so, you can't straighten the steel either. Yeah. If it's bent, it's bent. So, so just jack it up, spin it, look, see if it's got a little dip there. And if it does, okay, I, you need a rim. Okay. Thank you. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. Well, okay. Pennsylvania. That was Pennsylvania in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Pencil Tucky. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm there. All right. The next one. Can you guess where the next phone call is coming from? Uh, seven four. Oh, that's Ohio. You think? Yep. You sure? Yeah. You're right. Let's see if he's still in Ohio. I'm pretty sure it's Jerry. Actually, it might be Jerry. Let's see. You're not very good with that with that mouse, are you? Yeah, it's really. Use the touchpad. You'll be happier. Hello there. Hello. You talking to me? I'm talking to you. All right, Mike. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to talk to you, but um, okay. I attended the 2013 CMC. Uh-huh. And I watched you do a procedure out in the parking lot that kind you know. of amazed me. So I was calling one to get a refresher on that. And two, I've got a weird tire question for you. Okay. Um, I had seen you do something with a piece of string, a measuring tape, and a couple pieces of duct tape. Yep. To check the alignment on the truck out in the parking lot. Yep. And I was yep. wondering if you could refresh my memory of how you do that. Okay, it's easier if you go on our website and go into our video library. There is Mm -hmm. about a 30-minute video that shows you exactly how to do a string and tape measure alignment. Yep, it's a great video. Okay. It'll make a lot more sense and it's easier to do it that way than try and do it now on the line. Right. We spend the whole hour trying to explain what we were doing. Don't need that. Yeah. Um, tire, weird tire wear issue. I've got a series of things happening with my truck, and I think it's all linked to alignment based on what I'm seeing. Um, okay. I've got, on the left steer tire, I've got inner tire wear. Mm-hmm. Between 40 and 60, it's got a vibrate or a shimmy in the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing on the, dry, the, the very rear axle, I'm noticing some inner tire wear on all the tires 
Okay. All right. You got two different problems. The tire okay. wear you've described on the steer axle and the shimmy in the steering wheel both are related to the toe being wrong and the drive axles possibly being out of alignment. Okay? Okay. The inner wear on your rear drive axles is because the drive axle wheel bearings are probably loose. Probably. Okay. So, that's that's what I was thinking you was going to say based on what I learned at CMC, but I just yep. wanted to confirm it with you to see what you thought. Yep. And if you go to that same website, mdaline.com, and go into the okay. products and go into the video library, there is a video on bearing, checking, and adjustment, and there's a video on string and tape measure alignment. So both of those are available to help you through it. Right. Now, the interesting thing about awesome. the videos there, I want to make sure everybody understands this. You, you go into the video library, it's asking us to set up an account using your email address and a password. You create the password. Then you can go in and you pick the videos you want. Now, it's going to tell you it's going to cost you $10 to watch a video. And we have to make a little bit of something for spending the money to make them. But once you pay right. the $10, you can watch the video as many times as you need to over two weeks. You can show it to as many people as you want for two weeks. Okay. So it's awesome. not just a and once that's and done. dot com is what you said. Correct. Yeah. Mdaline.com. That's correct. Yeah, yeah the, the, the video on the. Thank you, and you yeah, guys, we're correct that the uh, the number is an Ohio number, but I'm actually in Pennsylvania right now. Oh, so <laughs> the pencil guys guy in Kentucky and the Ohio guys in Pennsylvania. I got this all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, buddy. Uh, you have a good day. I. Thank you now. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Click. All right. We're doing okay here. Right. Right. The whole, the whole alignment. Well, we teach alignment all the time. Yes. So, and you know, as far as any one set of measurements, we have described how to do a, a tape measure, duct tape, uh, tape mm-hmm. measure alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. I don't think we've gone and described how to do a drive axle with string alignment mm. because that is a difficult concept to describe on the radio. Yeah, it's much easier to see the pictures. It's very. Yeah. And the girls in the video are so cute. There's some twanging involved. Twang. No, not twerking. No, twanging. Twerking. <laughs> not twerking. Not twerking. No twerking. <laughs> Just twanging. Nobody wants to see you twerk. No. <laughs> that would be ugly. <laughs> okay, what do we got here? Four seven nine. Any guesses? I have no idea. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, Bill and Hillary's old number. Yeah, oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, is he in Arkansas? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say he's in Texas. Okay, you're going to say he's So far, everybody's been gone. Well, the first guy was at home. All right, yeah. let's see. Hello, Arkansas. Hello, guys. I'm in Arizona. <laughs> Arkansas and Arizona. Cool. <laughs> On my way to Los Angeles, uh, I got a couple questions. I uh, on steer tires. I had Michelin steer tires up front, got close to 200,000 miles thanks to Good. you guys and Chad and Kansas City. Excellent. I thought I'd experiment. I thought I'd experiment and try some Yokohama 101 ZLs. Okay. Um, when I a mounting question. I um, had them put counteract beads in the tires when they mounted it. So I told them don't balance the steer tires on the rim. Uh, just, did, you know, I gave them the counteract beads. 
Um, good, good. I've heard as far as using the grease, there's a wheel grease, a tire mounting grease you can use. I hear that's more proper than people that don't want to spend the money for that expensive grease and they just use soapy water. I've seen soapy water work. I've seen the grease work. I've seen Murphy's lube work. I've seen a lot of stuff work. The the first thing is making sure you have enough lube, whether it's the soapy water or the other. Second is making sure the rim is properly cleaned. If it's not cleaned, I don't care what lube you use. It's not going to seat properly. The third thing is when you air the tire up, making sure the tire is not standing up so the weight of the rim is pushing down on the tire and it doesn't seat properly. Okay? So, yes, okay. the lube is important. You want to do something to lube it. And now some guys dilute the soapy water so much that it's mostly water and not soap and you don't get much surfactant in there and you don't get the slick but all of it can work that doesn't bother me what i judge it by is when you're done there is a mold mark next to the rim and if you run your finger all the way around that mold mark should stay about within an eighth of an inch the same distance away from the rim if it did it mounted properly whether you mounted it dry or lubed it or what you did Okay. Well, they used the, the wheel grease, and they said that their experience of 20 years, it works consistently better as far as uh, – and, and they did a good job. But you good. say when they're mounting it, it needs to be laying down flat when they're airing it up, not well, standing Well, you up. can lay it down flat, or you could stand it up in a cage. A lot of guys insist on inflating in a cage, which is fine. It's a good safety thing. But then what I recommend they do is we attach two bars to the side of the cage – and we run a tire iron over the bar, through the rim, and over the other bar so that the rim is actually sitting on the tire iron and the tire is actually elevated off the ground. That takes the pressure of the rim uh, off of it. Aha, uh-huh, I got you. Now, the second question is, I went on Yokohama site because I saw the yellow and the red dots. Have you ever oh, I love them the dots. yellow and uh, the red have you ever talked on your show about the yellow dots and the red dots? I've listened to every one of your shows, and I've never heard you talk about yellow that's and because, red dots. That, that's because I ignore them. Okay. There's there's yellow dots, there's green dots, there's red dots, there's blue dots. I think there's even purple dots. Each different company has their own way of marking. Now, what they're marking, no tire is consistently the same weight all the way around, even perfectly built brand new. So one of the dots, depending on the company, one of the dots will identify the heaviest part of the tire. And if you're going to match mount the weight, you put the heaviest part of the tire next to the valve stem, okay, because that's, or no, the lightest part of the tire next to the valve stem, because that's going to be the heaviest part of the rim, because the valve stem in us adds weight, okay? The second mark tends to be, the tire is not a perfect circle. There's always a slight variation in its roundness. The rim will have a stamp mark on it showing the lowest part of the rim. So they mark the highest part of the tire with the lowest part of the rim. So you're matching up the circumferences. Okay? Uh, and there was another mark that some of them put on there that I think had to do with uh, which day of the week they built the tire, but I'm not absolutely sure. Yeah, I went on Yokohama site, and they said the yellow dot is if you're going to match up uh, the yellow dot with the valve stem. But if there's a right. red dot, that red always overrules the yellow dot, and the red dot is based on a marking on the rim. 
Well, since my yeah. rim's not brand new, I don't see any indication on it. And yeah. this shop said the same thing you said. We don't pay attention to dots. We just put it on. Get the damn thing mounted properly. Balance it right. Get the truck aligned. If you use the dynamic balancer, the, the dots aren't all that. Yeah, it's it's uh, to me it's a lot of hokum that an engineer pays attention to and the real guys don't bother with. Gotcha. Um, question on the drive tires. Mm-hmm. I've got Michelin drive tires. I've got two uh, twin axles. Uh, both are the nine point five housing. Mm-hmm. The forward axle always cups on the inside shoulder, both Correct. sides. Correct. The rear axle doesn't do it. If I just the forward axle, they're both 9.5s. Bearing, correct. you know, like I said, I work with Chad. Bearings are correct. Alignment's yep. correct. Yep. I have no, I have no. On the, I've got super singles, by the way. I have mm-hmm. no dynamic balancer in it. Mm-hmm. Is that just axle flex, or why is it from that front axle, forward axle? Okay. First thing you need to understand is that both of the axles are flexing because they're both 9.5s. But the rear axle on a tandem drive axle truck wears 25% faster than the front drive axle does and erases the cupping wear before it ever has a chance to manifest itself. Okay. But it helps. So, the cupping's ahead. getting worse. The cupping's getting X, worse. Would it help? X ro- would it, go ahead. X rotatum. The point of the thing is that you need to rotate the tires from drive axle to drive axle so that they'll quit doing that. And wear evenly as a set of four instead of just two of them wearing out before the other two. Right. Now that I've got the excessive uh, cupping on the forward axle, can I sh- have it shaved or trued just to uh, re- extend the life of it? To tell you the truth, with a torqued axle like that, if you put it on the rear axle, I think it will do as much as anything is going to do to straighten itself out. Now, the reason the rear axle wears faster than the front one, let's discuss that. As you're driving down the road, the front drive axle gets to the road first and gets to decide where it's going. And any dispute between the two axles, the rear one drags sideways to go with it. So that's one of the reasons it wears faster. The second reason is that your fifth wheel plate tends to be four to six inches in front of the common center between those two axles. So it's more over the front drive axle. That means when you turn a corner, that front drive axle pivots around the corner and the rear drive axle slides sideways around the corner. That's the second reason it wears faster. Now, if you go out and if those tires have always been in the same position they're in now, and you look at the outside shoulders on your front axle, the shoulders will probably be clean and sharp and square. And if you look at the rear axle, the outside shoulders will be rounded and shredded, and that's from sliding around the corner sideways. Now, bearing that in mind, if you put the front tires on the back axle and the back tires on the front axle, the rear tires are going to slide around the corner, and it may help erase that shoulder where you've already got. Okay. Another question I've got, if I, if I X-rotate them, Mm-hmm. Which Chad said, "Don't X rotate the missiles." Mm, okay, the, but but anyway, uh, then say I X rotate it. Which okay, he, he was suggesting front to back. But here's the question: Either way I do it, the the cupping is still towards the frame. How about 
how about if I X-rotate them and flip them around so that the cupping is on the outside? That's certainly worth a try. It's just more labor. Okay. Easier just to X-rotate them or, or front, front to back. back. Yeah. Because the same, the same thing is expected to happen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very now much, the, guys. I appreciate everything. Let me, let me give you one more factor. The rear okay. tires that you've got now have been hardened up in their operation. And when you move them to the front axle, they should resist that inside cupping wear better than the original tire did because the original tire was soft rubber to begin with and susceptible to the pattern better. Actually, what I did is, oh, I'm trying to think what I did. It seemed like I replaced, it seems like I replaced the front axle because when I bought the truck, they were more worn. So I put mm-hmm. the, I put the, I put the new tires in the rear, move the rear to the front. And I see. So the, the, the forward axles are formerly rear axles that now are cut because they got moved to the front. But when you bought the truck, you don't know where those were to begin with. That's true. And, and, he and made so, here, yeah. So, since I really don't want to outlay $2,000 or more for a pair of Michelin drives, if I were to go with a cheaper tire, say a Yokohama super mm-hmm. single, how do I mix the Yokohamas with the two Michelins? It doesn't matter. Do I go? Well, okay. the, only, the only thing that actually matters is, is tread depth. That if, you're, if you've got two tall tires and you're trying to match them with two short tires, then you put them on the right side. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that, that would be the one thing. Now, if there's more than 15, 30 seconds difference in tread depth, between your two tires you're going to keep and the two tires you're going to buy. Then you want to put the shorter tires on the left side of the truck and the taller tires on the right side so that your gears and the differentials are all turning the same speed and you don't blow a gear out of it. Okay, 15 is the number. Okay. Yep, that's um, your magic number. And, and, it, and it was on one side and Michelin's on the other because they're not side by side. Yeah, that doesn't bother anything, and the side gears and the differential will take up the difference in the rotation rate, and everything will be okay. Other than that one okay. thing, it doesn't matter how you put them on the drive positions of a track. Yeah, especially the super single. Now, if there were, if we're talking about duels, ah, now we got a whole other discussion with duels. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good to know. Thank you, guys. Very good, buddy. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. Bye. Now, you put him down as being in Arizona. I put him down as Arkazona. Arkazona. <laughs> okay, Arkazona. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Oh, we've got two more questions, and one of them is 716. Yeah? I just, I'm not sure. New York. New York. Yes. And I believe this is a guy that's calling from upstate New York. We've had a couple of them call from up there in the Finger Lakes or Buffalo area. Yeah. I think that's it. Because probably uh, that'd be nice. Is he there? I I know. Well, yeah, if he's smart. One just of them had a New York member, but he was living in Florida. Right? That's true. This could be that guy. Yeah. Let's find out. All right. Hello. Hello. Yes, I am in, in New York. Yeah. And I am in West Virginia. And he is in West Virginia. Okay. All right. Very good. What's up? Anyway, I've got to make this quick. Um, two questions for you. I have, I'm in, I've used counteract in my front 
fires. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine gave me some Centromatics. Do I okay. dare use them together? No. They'll no. fight with okay. each other. They can't decide who's in charge. Right. Okay. Now, if you, want to put the, if you want to put the Centromatics on the rear of the truck and the counteract and the steer, that's fine. Don't care about that. But don't combine them on the same wheel end. Right. Okay. And number two, when I go over small bumps, it sounds like I just drove off a cliff. The hammering sounds. I have put okay. six new shocks on the truck, and mm-hmm. it does not go away. It's not every bump. Okay. It's... it's you can hit. I don't know what to say. It. What about in turns? Does it does it snap and pop as you go around a turn at slow speeds in the parking lot? Yes. The Black top especially. That you're talking about. I, I'm sorry. Is that the same problem that you were talking about? Um, or is it no, a different actually, this it's. It, well, it could be just in a louder version. It just sounds like it ran okay. the smallest little pothole or something like that. It sounds like it just ran into a one-foot deep pothole. Two possibilities here. You go with the first, first one. The first uh, and most common problem is that uh, the spring shockers on the rear end of the steer springs, uh, they, they tend to slide back and forth. Over the, the the spring slide slide back and forth over the pin that holds them in place. There's a gap on each side of the spring that allows it to okay. pop back and forth. You can fix that by by sliding washers over the pin. And if the shackle pin in the frame hanger there is worn out up and down, it'll rattle and pop as you go over the bumps. Okay. Most likely problems. What, what your truck? It's a 2005 uh, Kenworth T600. With yeah. 1.4 million. Okay. Second possibility. On the drive axles, are you seeing some cupping on the inside edge of the drives close to the frame? No, I am not. You're not. Okay. The other thing I was going for is I've had guys with this complaint, and some of them found that the wheel bearings being loose in the rear end would call the ax- cause the axle shafts to rattle against the diff housings when they were going or over the bumps. It got a pretty good rattle out of that. Now this this actually sounds like oh like I like I said a little uh, groove in a highway that's got like blacktop put over it as a patch. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll make it it'll make it sound like I went into a six inch or a foot deep pothole at sixty five mile an hour. It just I would be check be checking the spring shackles on the rear end of the steer axle. Do you feel anything okay. in the steering wheel when that happens? I'm sorry. Do you feel anything in the steering wheel when that happens? Does it try to turn yeah, on you or it anything? Just, it doesn't really try to turn, but you can feel the, the jarring coming through it. Yeah, I'd go to the spring shackles. Yep. Okay. Thank you All guys right. very much. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Well, that was good. That was good. Yeah. And he was New York, New Virginia. New Virginia. Got it. Okay. All right. And who is this? One more question, and I should warn you all, we have 25 minutes and one question. What happens when we run out of... Oklahoma, where the wind comes whistling down the... So, I'm just warning you. There's only one question. (laughs) All right. And the last question...
question is, I believe this is Minnesota. You are correct. It is Minnesota. We're getting this figured out. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're right. (laughs) Sven and Ollie. Is he in Minnesota? Sure, he's up there with Sven and Ollie. They're killing mosquitoes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Minnesota. Yeah, hey, Mike. Hey, Kevin. Um, can I get uh, two questions for the price of one tonight? Absolutely. No problem. We'll charge you double on the first one, and the second one's free. Yeah, especially with the okay. Whole, uh, we, have to, we took two weeks off, honestly. You can have a third question. There you go. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm trying to deal with my egg-shaped steer tires. and oh, what, um uh, I, I ordered and have in my possession the, the true balance centering pins. Good. Um, I put Centromatics on, um, okay. I'm a, I'm about to have balanced brake drums and a okay. brake job done. Okay. Um, so my question is, is there anything else I should do before heading over and getting new steer tires? Well, the question I have is, is there feathered wear on the steer tire? If you slide your hand back and forth across it, is it sharp one way and smooth the other way? No. On either steer tire? Correct. Okay, then you don't have an alignment problem. So you're doing all the things you would need to do in order to solve it then. Right. Yeah. I had uh, John Mickelson, Michelson? Yes. uh, Yes. With total alignment, do my alignment about 100,000 miles ago. Yeah, good guy. No problem. Okay. Now, okay. what I would what I would tell the guys to do when you have the brake job and everything done and they're getting ready to put it back together, the pins you got, are they the three pins that screw on and will center the wheel? Correct. Okay. But those won't necessarily center the drum. Okay? So what right. I would tell them to do, when they put the new drums on, I want you to slide the new drums on, And then I want you to manually adjust the brakes out until they're holding the drum. Now, that'll keep the drum centered up and down. Then when you put the wheel on and you slide the pins on, that'll center the wheel. And when you slug the lug nuts down, then you can back the brake off and everything should be centered. Okay. Okay, great. And then the the next question um, has to do with low rolling resistant tires. Um, we don't know, hope... we don't know shit about it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and ask your question anyway. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. So the the guys at the tire shop here, um, I've had two of them tell me this, um, that hauling fuel running locally, somewhat regionally. I have a day cab. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never get I'll never get my money's worth out of low rolling resistance, and they're they're trying to. Uh, steer me towards um, uh, with lots of tread depth. I I will agree that in your application, low rolling resistance tires and fuel economy is probably not going to pay for itself. Okay. Okay. And then um, I I had a third question, but I, I think you answered it, or the other caller answered it, um, mm-hmm. and it had to do with that axle flex. And my question mm-hmm. was going to be, with putting super singles on and lightening, lightening everything up back there, 
decrease the amount of axle flex, but apparently it wouldn't do anything. Nope, it doesn't do anything. If you're carrying yeah, you're carrying 80,000 pounds, you're carrying 34,000 pounds in, or I don't care how late your light, your unsprung load is, in other words, how much the axle weighs and the wheel ends weigh, it's the weight that's being pounded down on it that's causing the flex. Okay. Now, the advantage you would get as a fuel hauler by going to super single tires is a reduction in your unsprung weight, which would increase the amount of cargo you could haul. Right. How much? A couple hundred pounds? Uh, usually about 800 pounds. That would be about another 100 gallons of fuel, wouldn't it? Yep. And if you get paid by the gallon, that would probably be worth thinking about. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, and um, I hope you have another caller so we don't have to listen to your thing. <laughs> I'll tell dirty jokes then. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You Bye, bet. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. We do have no. We had. We do have. Somebody else called in and said that they didn't want to hear me sing. He dropped. He didn't want to hear you sing. He didn't want to hear. He hung up right away as soon as we finished. <laughs> okay. Four seven nine. Why does that look familiar? Did we just have a four seven? Yeah, this is the Arkazona guy. Is it the same Arkazona guy or a different Arkazona guy? Let's find out. Say Click the button. Hello there. It is the same guy. Yeah, I didn't want you to have to sing Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you got? But maybe your singing is not that bad. Have, you, have, I, have we ever heard you sing? The ladies at the back of the church like Mike singing because he's a loud and boisterous. <laughs> Oh, it's all good. What the hell? <laughs> one one of these days we're going to do a whole hour of Mikey singing. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> all right. The, do you have another question, or did you just try to prevent me from singing? I have another question. I'm okay. Front all springs right. on. Okay, springs on my truck. Um, yep. I have a straight truck, and mm-hmm. since I'm kind of got a big house on it and mm-hmm. twin axles and refrigerated and all that. I'm naturally kind of heavy on the – when you have a straight truck, you end up tend to be heavy on your front axle empty. Sure. So I have a 13-2 axle up front of my mm-hmm. truck, and empty, I'm about 13-4. And Woo. when I'm loaded, yeah, I'm that's empty. So I'm full – you know, operating weight with full fuel, but I'm – I run all the time between 13 and 14. Okay. I've got about 600,000 miles, and my springs, what do you call them when they're just two leaves? What what are they called? That's a parabolic spring. So I have parabolic springs made by Freightliner or Western Star or whoever made them. Or their supplier, right. Since I didn't buy this truck new, I don't know how much curve there were to it brand new. Okay. Right now, right now they're pretty much flat. I mean, mm-hmm. and what does, uh, is flat okay? Well, it uh, there are springs designed to, to be recurved 
when they're working instead of curved, all right? So flat may be okay. The question is how much gap is there between the bumper stop on top of the spring and the frame? I don't know. The, I, do I need to, do I well, need to measure? It, no, I would be looking. Does it look at the bottom of the frame? Does it look like the bumper stop is always hitting the frame? Right. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, if I'm I, don't, hitting the, I don't hear it. I don't hear it hitting. I don't notice it going down, you know, as I'm driving, I don't notice it, but I'll, I'll visually look when I stop. Yeah. Visually take a look and see if it's all shiny down there and you can see where the rubber bumper stop on the top is all beat to shit. Say, well, gee, maybe the spring's a little too close to the frame. Um, the so other thing, the bumper that, stop off. <laughs> yeah. Take that whole, the whole tower, there's usually a little, little tower. Under the U-bolts, take the tower off or cut it off with a saw so it doesn't hit anymore. Um, Why replace springs? Yeah. Uh, he, here's, the, here's the thing for me with springs. When springs fail, they tend to fail one spring quicker than the other. And when it does, when you hit a bump in the road, the truck wants to be directionally unstable. Okay? Okay. It, it can also hit a bump with one wheel, and all of a sudden your steering wheel wants to chatter a lot instead of being stable. Those are indicators to me that maybe I need to put another pair of stiffer springs underneath there and hold it up. Now, you said you bought this used. It's got the yeah, parabolic springs it on a, it. Yeah, Go it's ahead. the original springs. I've, I have all the, the records on the truck. It's the original springs. Um, I've had it for 300,000 miles. And it's got how many miles on it now? 600. 600,000 miles is not an exceptional number of miles for a front spring. You're getting to the area where you could start saying, okay, they're worn out. I need to think about putting new ones on. At a million miles, if you haven't put the springs on, I really suggest you do it. Right. I was kind of wondering if it would improve the comfort. I like to be, it could. I like to be comfortable. All right, now here's the thing should that I, we're... Should I replace been, them or should I get a helper spring? Oh, I would replace them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't help them. Um, right. Yeah, that would just stiffen the ride. You, wanna, you want comfort ride. Now, the one thing you can do to help the comfort is to reduce the caster in the front end of the truck down to about two degrees. Which is probably about three and a half, four right now. Yeah, and the more cast you have, the rougher the ride is. Correct. I've I've got the performance alignment. You do. Okay, good, good. And if you've got the two-degree caster wedge already, you've done everything you can do. How often should I go in for an alignment check? It's kind of like going to see your chiropractor. I mean, I know to check for, do I go in every 75 or 100,000? Nope. What do you you suggest? When you find feathered wear on your steer tires, have somebody align the truck. If there's no feathered wear on the steer tires, an alignment is not going to help you. If you take off your set of steers and they look flat and beautiful and the truck's been driving great, don't, don't mess with the alignment. It'll just make it worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, that was my stall to prevent you from singing, Mike. <laughs> well, you did good because we got two more questions after you now. Yeah. So okay. That was just fun. Bye, Have a good day. Okay. Let's try 256. 256. 256. 
I can't find it. Oh, there it is. Alabama. 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 Let's see what Alabama has to say. Hello, Alabama. Sweet home Alabama in Georgia. Got That's two the questions. Place. Okay. T six hundred, a million ten thousand miles on uh-huh. my front springs. Woo! He's getting the miles out of them. Uh, it's time to replace them. Uh, my first question is this: Can I go to a heavier spring, or will that help the ride? I've already I've, I've called in a few times, and y'all have always helped me out. I've got the caster reduced, you know, down to two. What you told me to do Good. and everything, I had it done. And did that help? Uh, but yes, it does help. Good. Heavier springs and, uh, will make a ride rougher again. Do what now? Heavier springs will make it ride rougher again. Oh, okay. You want to keep the parabolic springs that you came with. Same design. Set them back in. Make sure the caster stays there. That'll be as good as you're going to get. Okay. All right. Second question. I've got eight drive tires, all of them Michelin's XDN2. Mm-hmm. Eight or four of them, I've got 230,000 miles on them. The other four, I've got 200,000 miles on them. Mm-hmm. I did my tread depth. I do that monthly check on Good. them. And I've got some that's got 11 30 seconds and some that's got seven 30 seconds. They're not all, you know, matched side by side. The sevens is not, you know, mm-hmm. seven and seven. It may be a seven and eleven. I've rotated mm-hmm. them once, and I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm pleased with the miles I got at them. My question is, would it be best for me to match the sevens up and rotate them again, or just let them go ahead and wear down from there? They've been wearing good together. They're not showing funny tire wear. I'd leave the damn things alone. Yep. Okay. Okay. So for the I'm 7 advo- and 11 side by side, I've had them matched That's, the whole time, you know, and even when yeah. I rotated, I kept them together. Yeah. Well, the rule is four 30 seconds difference is the max, and at 7 and 11, you're at the max. Yeah. And they're okay. wearing good. My daddy told me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I said, but daddy, I want to take it apart and see how it works. And he dope slapped me. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and y'all have a good night, and thank you again. You bet you, buddy. No problem. He was Alabama in Georgia. Al Georgia. Al Georgia. Georgia Bama. Okay, whichever. I'm I'm all for it. All right, we got another question in two oh eight. Two oh eight. Idaho. I'm gonna be going to Idaho tomorrow. Yes. I'll be training in Idaho all day on Tuesday. Let's see. Hello, Idaho. Hi guys, how are you? What part of Idaho are you gonna be in? I'm going to Paul, Idaho. Okay. All Never right. heard of it, have I, you? Uh, you know, I have heard of it. I want to say you're a little you, – aren't you kind of central or over there on the western third of the state, a little closer yeah, to Boise? It, central, and it's just a little east of Twin Falls. Okay. Not bad. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little into, closer than you thought. Yeah, I'm going to fly into Boise, rent a car, and drive down to there. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. Well, not too far from home. I'm uh, we're out Idaho Falls. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I cool. um I've, ca- I've called into the show before. I have uh, at the CMC. Chad looked at. Um, I'm getting I'm getting uh, great tire wear, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, um, so it's a P379. I've mm-hmm. had, uh, I've had Toyos, the all position 157s, the M157s yep. as my drives. And I've got a little, I've got just a hair over 200,000 on them and mm-hmm. it's been even wear all the way around. And I'm at, I'm at five and six thirty seconds pretty much on all eight tires. Um, Getting out of the point you're going to replace them before set. winter. Exactly. <laughs> Trying yep. to get a little longer. But when Chad looked at them, because I had asked him about things, and the uh, uh, you guys had mentioned it on a call or two before, the is it, is it the bearing at the leaf air back there on the drives? I've got a, yes. I'm sorry, it's a bushing. Yeah. So there's a bushing that is, um, um, you can see some air through, and Chad had pointed it out to get it mm-hmm. replaced mm-hmm. before I did any kind of alignment. Or, you know, it was one of those things, repair that before you start playing with new tires and alignments. Right. Um, is, is that something, I haven't heard you guys talk about um, replacing that. Is that, a, is that something that um, someone who's fairly capable can do, or is that a shop thing because of the springs and, and, and the issues with that? Is that a do it? Is is that a do it at home chore, or is that a take it in chore? Well, let me make sure I know which suspension you have. There's the air leaf and the air track suspension. I believe I got the air leaf. It's uh, the leafs up front and the airbag in the back, kind of a half of a bow and arrow shape. Okay, so you have a big curved spring going from the suspension down to the below the axle. Yes. Okay, that's the flex air. Yeah, it's a peat with a flex air on it. And you can see daylight through where the, the hole is in the leaf spring that the pin goes through, right? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, can you replace that bushing? Yeah. Okay, there's one thing. If you're going to replace that one, you should be replacing all of them. Well, you're going to have to replace a whole bunch of them if you're going to do them. Okay. So, yeah, there's one at the top, there's one at the bottom. There's four sets of them. Yeah. And probably one of the pin bushings at the same time. Right. Right. So. Okay. If, well, if you want you to go, get into, go ahead. I was going to say before you go um, much further, let me add one more thing. I've got. Um, I bought the truck with a million one. We're at a million three three now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. Listening to, you know, and I be, I'm pretty positive that this is the original suspension all the way around. So yeah. if, I, if that's the age, is that something that would be like? That's normal. Very normal get a re- Okay. I would, is if it I enough was mileage on it to replace it? I would replace all the springs. I wouldn't just replace the pins and bushings yeah. at that okay. mileage. Yeah. And also, because of what I know about that type of suspension, I would be replacing all the U-bolts, too, because all the weight is hanging on the U-bolts on that suspension. Right. So I would buy U-bolts, and I would buy replacement springs, and I would just slap it all together. And and if you've got any kind of decent garage, you can do all that yourself. You can. And now you're looking at, uh, I mean, if you look at it went a million three with this, once you're done... You've, you've got a good suspension for easily 800,000 to a million miles. Right. Okay. And I haven't, I've got the, uh, I think the five degree caster. I mean, mm-hmm. 
It's set up where I could stand up and go to the back and take a nap, and it stays in between the paint. It is crazy. Um, But because I'm getting good tire wear, I didn't want to fuss with everything. I got a hundred and sixty, just under a hundred and sixty-four thousand off them same Toyos, the steers. But mm-hmm. I had a couple of trailer tires that I had problems with. So since the steers were so close, I put new Goodyears on. Yep. And uh, just drove those, put those back on the, put those back sure. on the uh, right. trailer. Well, if so, you've got five degrees of caster in your steer axle and you reduced it to two. You would not only soften up your ride, but you would improve your steer tire life by reducing caster. Right. No kidding. Yep. Okay. Because the guys who, when I had told them the the guys in my local shop, I had told them, you know, I was I was hoping to get, I was going for two hundred thousand out of the steers, and he kind of chuckled. He said, you know, he's like, you won't get one forty out of those. Hmm. So, but I um, because they thought it was a bad tire i just don't think they have guys getting that kind of mileage out of them but i've been running them 120 ever since i've been listening to you guys and yep. uh the and the thing that's changed i um i switched over from reefer to flatbed and so mm-hmm. i noticed now though my steers you know my my steer axle uh, i'm 10 i'm 10 8 maybe yeah because yeah. I'm, I'm spread i'm spread all the way out for the length on the flat so i think right. that's i think it's helping a little bit but oh um, yeah lighter weight always helps the mail haulers that i work with get the best tower of anybody and do you know what a full load is for a mail hauler in that box van he's hauling no. one mail one mail sack deep covering the whole bed of the trailer that's a full load they can't stack them up Oh wow! What's that? What does that weigh? Not much. <laughs> They're hauling air. They're hauling sailboat fuel, and right. those guys get the best tower of anybody. Okay. Well, they should because I don't think they make a lot. Yeah. This this was back when we had the XCA one plus tires, and my mail haulers were getting two hundred and fifty thousand miles on steers. Okay. Wow. Hauling feathers. Okay. okay. All right. All right well, I got one other question sure. just to see what you guys say about it. When I, the shop that I, when I needed the trailer tires, and so I went ahead and, and did the switcheroo with the steer tires that I had, yep. um, they had, they had mostly Goodyear uh-huh. and uh, they had Kelly and it was a good yeah. price, but he said, I, did that it sounded like if I understood what he said, it used to be a Chinese tire, but Kel, but but Goodyear bought it. Does that well, make no. sense? The Kelly brand has been Goodyear's all along, and I'm trying to remember what the order is of their priority now. There's the Goodyear tire, there's another tire, and there's a Kelly tire. They have three brands. Right. No, it's not General. That's Continental. And what they do is they build a particular. What's that? Dunlop, yeah. Dunlop, Kelly, and Goodyear. Those are the three names. They all In North America, those are all the same company. They build a tire, a premium steer tire or a premium driver trailer tire under the Goodyear name. They run it for four or five years. Then their engineers, in order to keep them employed, they have to design a new tire. So they make a new premium tire for the Goodyear company. 
They take the molds that we're making that other tire and they move it down to the next brand and they change the sidewall to identify it as a different tire. But the tread, the compound, the design is all the same as what it was was a premium Goodyear tire. Then eventually it bumps down to the third level. And at the third level, they take the molds to China and have them built because the labor is so much cheaper and they can compete with the Chinese imports. Okay? So I believe it's it's Goodyear as the premium tire, it's Dunlop as the second line, and I think it's Kelly as their third line, Kelly Springfield. Okay? It'll be the same mold, it'll be the same design, but it's built with Chinese labor to make it cheap. Well, the same mold is an eight-year-old. Or or ten-year-old Goodyear, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. When he's compound, old process. Yep. But yeah. But it is essentially a good year. They've just out yes. because when he said it was a Chinese tire, I was like, I, I'm like, I just can't bring myself to put that on the steer. But I probably could right. save myself a little more money than if I'd understood that. If I was going to do it, I wouldn't have put the Kelly on. I'd put the Dunlop on. Right. The Dunlop's got a really good tire. Right yeah. Okay. Well, like many lessons in trucking, I've learned after I've opened my wallet a little too wide, but I'll know for next time. <laughs> All righty, buddy. You Thanks, have a good so. day. You betcha. You. Bye-bye. All right. We succeeded. We made it through the whole deal. The computer worked. We talked to people. God, I'm happy. Now, I am not going to be here next weekend. <laughs> Now, it's up to Kevin and John if they decide they want to try and do this next Sunday night. They'll let you know on Facebook if they decide they're going to. I will be back the weekend after. I have to go to my mother's birthday party, or I am a bad boy. So that's where I'm going to be. Okay? We appreciate you listening. We hope we helped you. Have yourselves a great day. Thanks a lot, folks. And how many did we have listening? Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.